Hi, and welcome to Let's Talk Monsters. My name's Mike. I'm Allison. So since this is our debut episode, I wanted to take a moment and explain what this podcast is all about. Allison and I primarily discuss the classic Universal Monster films, but we don't review them so much and we don't summarize them so much as we pick little moments in the films to focus in on, to zoom in on. Usually it's like a WTF moment where you're scratching your head going like, what? Like a flaw in the plot or just some goofy line or just something that raises eyebrows and you're sitting there shaking your head going like, what's going on? We also assume that you've seen these films, so there will be spoilers. Uh, we do have a tendency to jump around a bit and use pronouns or um, interchange the name of the actor with the character. Uh, stuff like that, because we know these films so well, we kind of take it for granted. All that being said, I feel like if you're as much a fan of these films as we are, you'll have no problem following us. So um, without further ado, let's, uh, let's get into our first episode. Okay, so for episode one, we wanted to talk about a universal monster classic movie uh, called House of Frankenstein. It was made in 1944. So in this movie... The primary motive for murder is revenge. It starts off with a, almost as if it's a separate movie, this little Dracula, like this mini Dracula movie. Um, and then there's a mad scientist played by Boris Karloff, and he's also trying to get revenge on the people who sent him to prison because he was conducting unethical experiments and stuff like that. So the scene that we want to zoom in on is the scene where he's finally caught a couple of the guys who turned him in earlier, um, and so now he's, it's time for him uh, to pay them back, you know, for, for uh, selling him out. So, um, Allison, you want to describe, like, what's going on in this scene? Okay, so he has Ullman and Strauss as the two guys, and they're, like, he has them captured, and he's telling them, like, how he's going to, like, torture them, supposedly. So he tells Ullman he's going to take... Um, his brain out and put it in Frankenstein in the Frankenstein monster's body uh, to like presumably like make him suffer the sufferings of the monster and then the other guy uh, Strauss he tells him he's gonna put uh, the wolfman's brain in his body so that he has to be a werewolf and then later his assistant who's a hunchback he says that he wants his brain to be put in um, the Wolfman's body, so that he can be like tall and handsome and everything. Uh, and that's like basically like the idea. But like, I don't think it would turn out the way he thinks is going to turn out. Basically. Right. So if you think about this logically, <laughs> it really doesn't make any sense, right? Because let's take uh, what is it, Ullman first, right? Yeah. So Ullman's brain is going to go into the Frankenstein monster's body. So, okay, I, I kind of see how that works. Like, Ullman will wake up. Now, you got you to remember, in this movie, Ullman is already like an old man. He's already like in his 60s, okay? So, and, you know, people didn't live as long back then. So, so and, you know, this takes place in the universal world. So, uh, who yeah, knows? Yeah, which is kind of like 1800s, yeah. kind of the four, kind of the 30s. 40s, yeah, and he's like, like a working class dude. So, you know that he's, you know, if he's made into his 60s, he's, he's more or less at the end of his life. So, 
essentially what the mad scientist is telling him is he's going to give him immortality because he's putting his brain in the Frankenstein monster's body, and we know that the Frankenstein monster can't be killed. So in a way, that's kind of like doing him a favor. Yeah, it's kind of like an upgrade. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, he has to walk around as the monster, but I don't know. Like, if you had a choice between, like, living another three or four years and then dying, or immortality, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think he thinks that, like, um, like, I think he thinks that, like, he'll he'll put his consciousness, like, into... The Frankenstein monster's, like, messed up brain somehow, and so he'll have to have, like, the mental, like, setbacks of the monster, but in this world, I'm pretty sure, like, the brain, because in a different movie, Igor got his brain put in, uh, in the monster's body, and he was still totally himself. Right. So, so, (laughs) okay, so for our, you know, people out there who are fans of these films, you know that... The original Frankenstein from the original movie, that was an abnormal brain, okay? Um, but that brain was replaced um, after Son of Frankenstein. So in the movie Ghost of Frankenstein, Igor, who's played by Bela Lugosi, tricks one of the doctors into putting Igor's brain into the... For the same reason. So that Igor's got this messed up body. He's old. He's not going to live long. Yeah, Igor saw the advantages right. of being in the monster's body. Right, <laughs> exactly. So we've already seen this in a previous film. And and when when Igor's brain goes into the monster's body, um, he speaks... Like, he, it, it's Bela Lugosi's voice. I mean, he's speaking. Like, the monster's speaking. It's like one of the only movies where you'll see... You know, the monster speaking, like, fluently, like, no problem. The problem is that um, it's kind of ridiculous, but they say that the blood type didn't match. And so, uh, for some reason, uh, Igor's brain now can't uh, process sight. Yeah, like he the, goes blind. Yeah, Even the optical he- <laughs> nerve is, is, is can't receive blood or something. So he's blind, and then he goes, like, batshit crazy, and he, like, knocks over some stuff, and then he just dies, like, in a fire. But, Supposedly. Right. But the next movie, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, it's it's assumed that it's still Bela Lugosi well, slash Igor's brain in the monster, which it is. Um, that's the first film, by the way, where the Frankenstein monster, the classic walk where his arms are sh- stretched out in front of him as if he's feeling around. The reason why Bela Lugosi did that in that film was because he, he was told that the monster is blind. Yeah, so they, he, just, they just cut out all his... Dialogue. Right, they, and he was supposed to speak. There was dialogue in it where Igor was supposed to speak, but they cut his lines out because they felt like the monster was more sympathetic when he didn't speak. So now we go to the following film, which is House of Frankenstein, uh, which is the you know the movie that comes after Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. So it's still Igor's brain, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, there's no no one changes brains. They they just uh, the doctor was a doctor Manwaring or whatever his name is. He just gives the Frankenstein monster more energy, but he yeah. doesn't replace his brain. So he's still blind, and he's still um, um, it's still uh, Igor's brain. So okay, so when we talk about Ullman, um, that's an upgrade. We we can uh-huh. agree that that Ullman basically gets what Igor wanted, which is. His brain now is functioning well. Maybe they have the same blood type this time around. Mm-hmm. And Ullman will now, will now be the, the Frankenstein monster. Okay? Yeah. So let's move on from the Frankenstein monster. Then he goes to Strauss, and he says that he's going to put 
the Wolfman's brain mm-hmm. in Strauss's body. Yeah. Now this one really doesn't make any sense to me because because he wants to punish because, Strauss. Right. But the thing that gets tossed aside now is Strauss's brain. Yeah. So Strauss so he'll, has, he'll have no knowledge of anything yeah, that's going on. It's like you're basically just killing him. <laughs> yeah. And and like when you think of what's being tossed aside, it's yeah, it's it's the essence of Strauss. Like yeah. so his body now like basically Talbot who is, you know, Larry Talbot is the when he's not the wolf man, he's, you know, it's Lon Chaney Jr. Um, and so he, he'll wake up. He, he's being promised that he will be cured by yeah. the mad scientist. But instead, he's going to wake up just in a man's body who's not even as nice as the one he has. So basically, yeah, so he really gets screwed. Yeah, and he didn't even do anything. Like, he didn't do he, anything wrong. Yeah, he... He'll still be a werewolf, but right. just in a in a different in, body, in a crappier, older body. Like, <laughs> what, what good is that? Yeah. And Strauss isn't punished at all. Strauss was just killed. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I guess you say that's a punishment, but it's not like the creepy punishment that he like was thinking. You right. Know? So it's just you know okay. So we we've, we've pretty much sussed that out. Now we have to jump to Daniel, who's the hunchback, yeah. right? And he's the assistant. Yeah, he to, wants to be rewarded. And he wants to be rewarded. And, of course, the mad scientist has been promising him all of this stuff to because really the person who commits most of the murders in this film is Daniel. Yeah. Daniel's kind of like the, the serial killer in Yeah, a he's a lackey. Um, but he's kind of a sympathetic character because he's only doing it because he's got this hunchback body and now they've met this gypsy girl who is, um, you know, not very, well, she's nice to him at first, but then she falls in love with Larry Talbot and then she winds up treating Daniel very badly. Um, and he knows that he has no shot with her because of his body, because he's short, he's got this hunchback. So now he really wants, you know, an upgrade with his body. And of course he wants Talbot's body because then, because that's the one who the gypsy likes. Right, because yeah. Ilanka will say, oh, great, you know, and then she, she in the beginning, she did like Daniel um, before she saw what he actually looked like because they would talk and she couldn't see. Um, it's just because they were in this um, in this coach. Yeah. And, um, and then when she finally sees him, he, he she, she's sort of repulsed, which is kind of a mean thing. But, yeah, she's shallow. Yeah, she's pretty shallow. <laughs> so anyway, Daniel wants Talbot's body because he's in love with this gypsy girl. You get the feeling like he, he would stop killing people if he just got Talbot's body and, and the gypsy girl and then just left the mad scientist, you know, like, you know, basically split up the band or whatever. Um so, uh, so he he would wind up with the best case scenario because he, you know there's nothing wrong with his brain. He's not a werewolf. Now we're not really sure if the curse does the curse stay with the body or does the curse stay with the brain. Well, they they lead you to believe it's in the brain because in House of Dracula he has brain surgery and then he's like supposedly cured That's like true. temporarily That's, so yeah. they make you think it's in the brain but they yeah they never like confirm it That's plus right. he changes back no, into a werewolf no they do confirm later. it in house of dracula do they confirm for sure yes because he uses that plaster stuff this is a different mad scientist yeah um and uh this is dr edelman and so <laughs> he puts the the um the he's got this plaster i don't know it's like a fungus or a i don't know what it is but um it does something it's like magic you know, and um, and yeah, and it, he's cured. So like the the story of the Wolfman, if you don't know it from the Universal Monsters, is that 
he's not killed, he's actually cured. <laughs> so in conclusion, just to review the different permutations, Omen gets what we all consider to be an upgrade, but that's a really stupid thing for Nimon to do because the first thing Omen's going to do is he's just going to kill Nimon. Yeah. He's the Frankenstein monster now. So he's just going to turn around and like strangle Nimon or like, you know, squish him or whatever the monster would do. And not very smart, Dr. Nimon. I mean, basically, that's like a dumb way of getting revenge. Yeah, let me, the guy I'm trying to get revenge on, let me just make him this really powerful, immortal being, you know, like almost a superhero, you know? I know. <laughs> okay. So then um, Strauss, uh, Strauss, I, you know, I guess we could say it's revenge because essentially he's just killed. Yeah, he he's, just puts his brain in the yeah, garbage. He's not to hang know. out with the body of uh, Omen, I guess. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Combine so the two of them. He's just going to be put to sleep and then never wake up again, and that's all that's going to happen to him. So he's that. It's not what Boris Karloff says when he's threatening him that you you will forever live with the eternal suffering of being the Wolf Man. He won't. Yeah, that makes it seem like his consciousness is in his body. Right. Which is, like, weird for... That goes against the other rules of right. the universe. Some people believe that the consciousness is in the heart. Huh. So there is there is some... There are some theories about that, but not in the universal world. Yeah. In the universal monsters world, that's, that is not a rule that's established. So, uh, so that's Strauss. And then poor uh, Larry Talvet. His brain. Yeah, he gets put in Strauss's body. Get, right, so he so gets now like, he's just like a smaller werewolf. Right, right. He's just a smaller, older werewolf. Great. Like that's not what he deserves, obviously. Um, and then, lastly, uh, Daniel would get the best case scenario because he would get Larry Talbot's body. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying because that's what he wanted. But Nimon said he wasn't going to give him that right. because he wanted to put. The monster's brain in Talbot's body, which is so fucking dumb, you know? Right. Right. So, so let's, right. That was the other thing I want to review. Okay, so those were all the different permutations. But what actually winds up happening in the movie, the only operation that actually takes place is Ullman going into the monster's body. Did That's, he really? Yes. I don't that, remember that. Yes, that operation takes place at, towards the end of the movie, and it's a success. Which means in House of Dracula, okay. it's assumed that the Frankenstein monster is now Ullman. But he can't talk. That's weird. I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, Wait, can he see or can he not see now? He can see. So, it, so that fixed, So he does have the same blood type as the I, monster? I'm assuming, yeah. <laughs> because you also have to remember that the person who plays the monster changes, right? Yeah. So in House of Frankenstein, it's Glenn Strange. It's assumed that Glenn Strange, the Glenn Strange version of Frankenstein is uh, two brains. The In House of Frankenstein, it would be still Igor's brain until the very end, and then it would be Ullman's brain, and then in House of Dracula, it's Ullman's brain. And then in Abbott and Costello, it's supposed to go from Ullman's brain to becoming Costello's brain. Yeah, but they don't go through with it. But they don't go through with it, right. (laughs) So that would have been a really funny one to see. (laughs) Then, after the successful operation, uh, Daniel, I mean, uh, Nimon says uh, to Daniel, go get Talbot, it's time for his operation. Mm -hmm. And that's where uh, Nimon would have put Talbot's brain, 
the, no, the monster's brain uh-huh. in Tolbot's body, which makes absolutely no sense because that would have been Igor's brain, which is already damaged because of the, the, the blood types not matching. Yeah. And it would be in, uh, what, it would be Tolbot's body. Yeah. And, and Niemann speaks about it as if the power of the monster now is with this messed up brain and not with the body that Dr. Frankenstein created. Yeah, and he said... So it goes against everything about the whole Frankenstein story. The whole point of the Frankenstein story is that, and even in Mary Shelley's book, is that in, in her book it's Victor Frankenstein, and in, in, in the Universal Monsters it's Henry. But in both cases, it's the fact that he puts together this body. It's made up of, of different dead body parts. And he's able to bring it to life. And it's assumed that if the brain had been a normal brain mm-hmm. and not, you know, if, if Fritz hadn't dropped the normal brain and, just, you know, remember, he, it's in a jar and he drops it. Yeah. Then he grabs the abnormal brain or in, um, you know, in Mel Brooks's film, it would be the Abbey Normal. <laughs> um, and, um, and that's what the, all, where all the problems stem from is the fact that it wasn't a normal brain in 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 the movies. Okay, yeah. in in the book, it's different. Um, so uh, so it's it's kind of weird that at the end of House of Frankenstein, that Doctor Niemann is actually following the brain and discarding the body, as if the genius of Frankenstein was in the brain, where we all know that's where Frankenstein failed. Yeah, and then. The other thing that doesn't make sense is that he says, like, after he puts the monster's brain in Talbot's body, that he's just going to experiment on it. So, really, he could have put the messed up brain in Daniel's body and put Daniel's brain in Talbot's body, and it would have been totally fine, and then everyone would have been all right with it, pretty much. I mean, Daniel would have been cool with it, and then he could still have an experimental body. Like, why does he need Talbot's body to just experiment on? You'd think... He could have, like, anybody, you know? I think it's because Talba is seen in these movies as kind of an Adonis. Like, even though, you know, by today's standards, he's you know, a little bit overweight, you know, whatever. He's, you know. But back in those days, you know, he was, like, kind of a tall man and, and you know, good-looking face. Yeah, but that's and what so, I'm saying. Like, why so, would you want to just waste him by just no, experimenting on him? No, but, no, but, but him? Niemann's, what Niemann's trying to do is he's trying to create the perfect man-made specimen. He's basically saying, you know, if I put this brain in Talbot's body, then that is the ultimate achievement. But it's not. Uh. Because what Frankenstein was going for, like, Frankenstein wasn't just trying to transplant a brain. Yeah. Frankenstein was trying to create life, you know? Yeah. He, he, was, he was playing God. So the body is... I mean, it's every bit as important as the brain. Yeah. But it, the brain is the messed up part. Right. Which wasn't his fault. That <laughs> yeah. was Fritz's fault. Yeah. Of course, James Whale is the one who's responsible for changing that, which is fine because, you know, he, he wanted to create his own version of uh, the Frankenstein mythology, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he did a really good job. I, I, I love the Frankenstein that he created. Wait, because we have been talking about the Abbey Normal brain, but didn't we say it was actually Igor's brain at this point? That's, like, in the monster's body? Yes. So I think if he put Igor's brain in Talbot's body, you actually could have, like, the ultimate, like, con artist because Igor is the most clever character 
and then he would have like the best looking body out of all of them. So he could go around like conning everybody. You know well, what I mean? <laughs> Igor would have loved it. Yeah. But but the problem with that is that one of the things Igor is after is is, is immortality. If he got <laughs> caught again and hanged again, he would be mortal. He would just die. Yeah, hanged again for like the third time. Right. Exactly. So um, so I think the reason why in Ghost of Frankenstein, the reason why Igor wanted to be in the monster's body is because he wanted essentially to be a superhero. Yeah, he wanted because he, he knows he could have super strength and all that stuff. Right. Um, anyway, oh yeah, this has been our review <laughs> of House of Frankenstein and just focusing in on the uh, all the different permutations of whose brain goes into whose body and all of that stuff. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. Thanks.